Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and this is Tough Talk Christian Radio, coming to you live from Katy, Texas, just a little bit uh, out of the way of Houston. And uh, we're coming to you live from the Tough Talk Radio Network studios, and we have been doing this show a long time, and I still get super excited on Wednesdays, hump day, because, well, we always need a little bit more Jesus in our lives, and this gives me a chance to remember what it was I forgot between Sunday and Wednesday. So anyway, super excited today. I got a great guest, uh, a young lady that used to be in the Houston area, who's now uh, on the West Coast, and she is, well, a leadership coach, and well, this is too many things to list about what she does, but what I'm really excited about is we're going to be talking about reaching your full potential. And before we get to that, you know, every week I do a little bit of a uh, uh, housekeeping and a little bit of a monologue. So let's get that stuff out of the way first so we can get our guest up here. First of all, if you want to call into the show, it's 347-989-1363. If you want to just listen, just dial that number, 347-989-1363. If you want to talk on the show, call in and ask questions to the guest, press the number one. Uh, you can find us on Tough Talk Christian Radio com or just toughtalkradionetwork.com. Uh, if you want to be a guest and share your testimony of what God's doing in your life and what the greatness is involved that he's provided for you to recognize, well, we'd love to have you on the show. And every week we talk to people and they share their, well, I like to call it their testimony, what's going on in their world, what it is they do, what have they experienced, um, what have they recognized, all the different things that are going on because, as you know and I know, God's the creator of all of it, and he is the cause of it. And so one of the good things uh, that – one of the things I want to talk about today is uh, a little bit about – I guess maybe a good word is uh, self-sabotage. Now, a lot of you know that we have a business here, a family-owned business in, in the uh, Houston surrounding areas, and it have been for, oh, goodness, almost 23 years. And the thing of it is, is every day I get to be a leader in our family-owned business, and there's – there's a lot of different things to do, just like in your job or uh, maybe you're a, a stay-at-home uh, parent or maybe you uh, are a, an executive, just an employee, or a self-employed individual. We have to do certain things every day. I remember reading a book years ago called Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy and was doing the biggest thing that had to be done that day that we never seemed to want to do. We kind of do all the little things so it looks like we're busy, and, you know, we create these habits or, or, or situations where it prevents us from really doing what we have to do. I call that self-sabotage because at the end of the day, we are the ones that suffer for it. And uh, in my world, uh, I am, like I said, uh, kind of the leader of, of the group. Uh, I uh, have nothing to do with being in charge. But I'm the leader, so I have to lead by example. And one of the things I find myself doing is – putting off some of the important things. Well, just because I don't have a good enough excuse at this time, but if you give me some time, I could probably come up with one, all joking aside. We always seem to set aside the things that we don't want to do, 
that are most important things that we need to do. And we're going to find out today from Sabine Gideon on how to attempt uh, 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 correcting that. And I know for myself what I need to do is, you know, uh, make a note the night before, of course, my list for the day, then another note to read my list for the day, and then another note to say, have you completed your list for the day? Because if I don't keep putting reminders in front of myself to make myself accountable, there's just no way I'm not going to slip away from what I'm supposed to do. So I'm sure that a lot of us out there experience that. And I know that, you know, I just know that the Lord has provided for us two things. One, opportunity to be the best we could be. And two, an opportunity to tell that to others so that they can understand the value that they carry as well. So I'm real excited today because I've just been experiencing in my own little world that self-sabotage. And, uh, and, and for those of you that don't understand that meaning, it's when you make excuses that don't make sense that, that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's right. I just said it right out there. Making excuses for things you're supposed to be doing, and those excuses make no sense. Well, maybe just to you, right? But anyway, we're going to correct all that today or make an attempt at it or give you the opportunity to step up and make some changes in your daily life. So once again, you can call into the show, 347-989-1363. Press 1 if you want to talk to the switchboard to get on the show to ask our guests a question. You can go to toughtalkchristianradio.com and click on the button to be a guest and fill out the time and information that you can appear on the guest that meets your schedule. We'd love to hear your testimony as, as it's going on in your world. And before we bring up our guest, who is patiently waiting for us, we're going to take a short commercial break and talk about a foundation here in the local area of Katy. So we'll be right back. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. All right. All right. Make sure to check it out, JustFoundation.org. Great opportunity for people to get the help they need. As I mentioned, my guest today is a young lady who used to be in the Houston area. Her name is Sabine uh, Gideon, and she's the founder and CEO of Gideon Enterprises, a coaching and consulting company dedicated to uh, elevating and enriching and empowering leaders to become the best version of themselves. And I think this is important, folks, for us to really try to be better every single day, no matter how hard it gets. And she's, uh, she's been a business partner and a leadership strategist for over 15 years. And one of the things that, I, that I'm reading here is, and I'm, gonna, I'm not reading the whole bio. You can go to her website, and I'll give you that information later to learn more about her. But she's also an author of Transformed, The Journey to Becoming, and uh, also the president and founder of the She Leads network. Uh, It's a networking uh, group for women in leadership. Now, I'm a big advocate of networking. I think that we should be building relationships every day. I think that this young lady is going to help you understand the value of it as well. So 
without wasting any more time. Sabine, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Tony, for having me. Um, I'm already excited because you started speaking my language with the self-sabotage, so uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here and to be able to share with your audience. Well, before we get going into the, I guess, the meat and potatoes of the interview, let's tell people where you're from originally, where you're calling in from. Yeah, so I am calling in from L.A., uh, Hollywood to be exact. I've, I've been out here for about uh, two years. I lived in, in Houston uh, for a while in, in Leeds City. Uh, my job had relocated me there. But my original origin is actually from uh, Haiti. I was born in Haiti, uh, came here just shy of four with my father. Um, so immigrant uh, life today looks completely different than uh, what life started as. And of course, you know, bumps and, and bruises and whatnot along the way um, leading up until this point. Awesome. I like to think of those bumps and bruises as opportunities to be better. And it seems as though you have yeah. taken that path of the bumps and bruises and shared with others how that they can get through those bumps and bruises. Tell me how you got involved in becoming, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, the coaching aspect, you know, a leadership coach and, and then we'll talk about how you work with women. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so the way that I got involved in coaching is, you know, I, I, I did the things, right? I went to school, got a job in corporate America, um, you know, decided that this was going to be my path and I was going to work at this company for, you know, centuries. Um, but however, you know, there came, there was a position in particular that I was really um, excited to, uh, I guess, achieve, if you will. And I remember a manager telling me, you know, I, I was fresh out of college and I was just like, oh, that's going to be my next job. And I remember a manager telling me, yeah, you need, you'll need about 20 years of experience before you, those doors will open to you. Um, and I literally took that as a dare. Uh, so I did all the things uh, to, you know, move up, uh, took on the projects sacrifice my social life, you name it, all of the things, because in my mind and in my head, my, my future or my focus was this particular role. Well, uh, I went back to school and everything and finally got the role. And actually, I got the role. Of, uh, that was the reason why I was moved uh, to Houston to begin with. So here I am in Houston, uprooted from everything that is familiar, everything that is uh, comfortable for me, um, you know, by my company, and I get the job, and less than six months in, I'm like, I realized that this is not, this is not what I want to do. Um, I had outgrown the role, uh, you know, very much so. Part of, part of the role being um, so different was, you know, it's obviously a different organization. But I think what I idolized in terms of, like, the day-to-day -day of the role, once I got into it, I realized, yeah, this is not for me. And also, at that point, you know, I <laughs> Luckily, I had matured enough both with my walk with Christ and just as, as a human being where, you know, what mattered to me about work was no longer status or title or anything like that. It was about the impact. It was my ability to, um, you know, represent Christ in, in everything that I do. It was my ability to touch and impact other people's lives in a positive way. And just based on how the role was structured, that really wasn't what I was focused on. And so I had to have a, 
a deep conversation with God and, and really went through an identity crisis because if I'm being honest, with so much of my identity had been wrapped up in my career and role and whatnot. Um, so it took me some time to really take a step back and assess, you know, when was I the most, uh, when did I feel like I was making the biggest impact? So looking back at my career to really understand, okay, well, where, are there clues of things that, you know, that I could be doing next? Um, and so I, I sought out for times where I was the most impact, I felt the most impactful and times where I felt the most fulfilled. And that was really when it was coaching, when I was coaching, uh, whether that was coaching employees on, you know, mapping out their careers or working through a challenge that they were having, or when I was working with leaders behind closed doors and I could get them to, you know, lay down the egos and be vulnerable uh, with some of the challenges that they were facing, whether they were personal or professional. And so at that point, that's where I started to feel the, the leading, if you will, or I got the confirmation uh, for the leading to step into coaching. It still took a while before, it took about a year and a half um, of me, first of all, getting over my fear uh, and confirming or asking God for confirmation over and over and over again. Um, but a year and a half later, I ended up, you know, taking that leap uh, I left corporate America um, to start my business and, you know, have just been really operating on faith uh, ever since then. It's been about five years now. You know, uh, you have an interesting story. And um, before I find out what brought you to California, uh, I want to know um, what, what steps did it take? I mean, you mentioned the fact that you had to really look back at what it is that you were doing and what you were, I guess, your, what, your, what your passion was, what you really enjoyed doing. And giving up a career in corporate is not simple. I mean, that's kind of a tough thing to do because it's steady money. And with everybody, there's a lot of coaching programs out there. So, you know, it's just not like it's a, a, a so easily done. Uh, what what uh, what allowed you to, to, like, did you take a coaching program? Did you learn to be a coach? Did you do it all from self-experience? You know, uh, how did you get really get started in that coaching spot, learning how to teach people to look inside themselves and gain greater opportunity? Yeah, really great question. Um, so, yes, first thing I did uh, when I decided that I was going to make the transition, I got a coach. Um, I got a coach uh, for a couple different reasons. One, uh, I'm, I'm a strategic thinker, so I needed, like, all of the layout, right, like one plus one equals two. And so this coach helped me, I guess the best way to put it, with the exit as far as the exit strategy, meaning, like, what was going to be my timing, what was my plan. Uh, it also helped me with regards to, um, you know, some of the foundational aspects of building the business, right, so your ideal avatar and, and all of those pieces. And then it helped me gain the confidence because the more that I felt like I was, you know, had some information and had some support, it made it easier for me to, uh, to make that particular step. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a learner, so it didn't just stop at the one coach. I definitely took courses, uh, all of the business books that, you know, people recommend, like Think and Grow Rich, uh, all, all of these books. I uh, definitely consumed as much information as I could, and I got my um, – my certification as a life coach. Now, that was the training to be a coach, so to speak, um, in terms or, you know, starting a business. 
where I think the biggest learning or learnings uh, have come from me is really in those moments of when all of the doubts, all of the insecurities, all of the fears, right, like things were happening that were bringing up all of the stuff that was already inside of me where I had to, you know, through, through my, my spiritual relationship with God, work through those things so that I could overcome them and continue to move forward. Um, and I share that because I think oftentimes there's, there's a lot of marketing around, oh, well, you know, you can quit your job and make six figures in 15 days. And, you know, there's all this hype around six figures and how easy it is. And the reality is the, the money isn't the issue. It's the mindset. It's us being able to transform and embody this new identity of entrepreneurship. That's the hardest part. Um, and that's the part that, you know, they don't market about because it's not sexy. But I know for a fact that that's where I, you know, hit the biggest uh, stumbling block. And if I can, you know, help people avoid that, those, you know, periods or at least fast track it to some extent, I certainly want to share that as well. You know, one of the questions that I always ask people is, you know, uh, we have a remodeling business here in the in the Katy area, Houston area, and uh, you know, I I hired a coaching company because I think third party information is well received, especially in a family owned business. But even if it's one on one and you're just coaching a, either an executive or uh, maybe it's a Mary Kay representative, it, it doesn't matter. How do you? It, the hard part that I find is how do you get people to commit to opening up their ears, listening to what they're not doing, and creating an opportunity and convincing them to do it to show the uh, opportunity, I guess, or the rewards from doing that. How do you deal with that with customers, uh, with clients? Is that one of the hardest things, or is that easy? Do you have something that you do that just makes it real easy? Yeah, um, so I, I wouldn't say it's the hardest thing, but it is a challenge. And I, I think the way that I approach that is, again, because I've been on that side of it, right, uh, usually the resistance is rooted in fear. Um, I, I can, you know, positively say like 98% of the time there's, there's some level of fear that's rooted there because think about it. We as humans, um, we avoid change like it's a plague. Um, but I also often say that, you know, and it's the truth, that there are only two constants in this world. That's change and death, right? Yet, but we fight mm. change and death <laughs> like no, no one's business. And so when it comes to, you know, uh, helping someone accept change, you've got you to gotta uncover, well, what is the fear, right? Like, is it fear of loss of control? Is it fear of not having the support or not having the resources? Is it the fear that they don't believe in themselves or believe that it's possible for them? So, uh, you know, instead, I've, I've learned the hard way that, you know, you can't change people, but what you can do is help them, like, almost bring that mirror up for them so that they could see the stuff that's hindering them so then, then they can make the decision around, um, you know, how to change that. They can choose to deal with that fear, deal with that insecurity, deal with whatever they feel that they're losing, uh, give them space to process that. Um, so then once they, can, once they can process that, then you anchor something positive. And what I mean by that is 
you know, uh, Simon Sinek talks about the why, right, uh, purpose, whatever you want to call it, it has to be anchored or they have to find something that, like, it, there's a benefit in it for them. So uh, there's, a, uh, there's this acronym WIFM, what's in it for me. So once you get them to get to the core of where the fear is coming from or where the resistance is coming from, help them identify, okay, something that's in it for them, like some reward, some benefit that they're going to get out of this particular change, and it becomes theirs. It becomes their anchor, and it becomes the thing that allows allows you to create that space to help them move towards change a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. So – If someone's out there and they're listening and they're saying, well, yeah, she's making sense what she's saying. And, and, you know, uh, uh, I I just don't know if it's for me or not. Um, What do you you say to people that makes them understand whether or not you would be a value for them? I mean, is there a a list of questions that they fill out? Uh, Do they just go to SabineGideon.com and there's resources on your page for that or how does that work how do people get in touch with you and how do they well i guess the first step is recognizing whether or not they need the help right the second step would be right contacting you and the third step the hardest one is getting out of their own way yeah so, yeah uh you you've laid it out basically um, so, yes, my clients will come through me either through uh, networking, and you mentioned it before, how powerful um, building a network and being intentional about building a network is. Um, so through networking, uh, referrals, uh, certainly on my website, SabineGideon.com, uh, social media is, is another avenue. Um, and so, you know, my my focus is, you know, while there's a lot of, there's a lot of training on stuff, right? And, and we were talking about this a little bit before, um, before the, we started here. My approach uh, to coaching is not uh, – yes, I teach. Yes, I provide practical tool, tools and skills. But I always start with the identity, right? Because if you think about it, you know, entrepreneurship is not something – it is something that you do, but it's also a huge part of your identity, sort of similar to leadership. And so my focus is I work with clients to get them to see themselves already embodying whatever that next level is for them. So if they are in corporate and they are looking to jump ship and and be a corporate dropout like I, I am or I was and go into entrepreneurship, I know that they can set up a website, they can set up their social media, they can do all those things, but until they believe that they are an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, until they believe that they have what it takes to be successful, me teaching them all those things, is, it, it, it's going to fall flat. So I spend a lot of time with my clients on mindset and identity first because if that, if that foundation isn't laid, they will self-sabotage. So exactly what you were talking about earlier, um, because they don't yet believe they deserve it. They don't yet believe that, you know, that it, it matters for them. And so I, I really do a lot of work in, in building that foundation around belief, belief in self, belief in ability. And, of course, that means we have to uproot some things too, right? We have to uproot some messages and some beliefs. Um, but once that belief and once that foundation is set, then we can build on the practical and the tactical and the strategy. Um, so that's how, whether they're coming to me for leadership, whether they're coming to me for just 
uh, personal development or growth or they're coming to me because they want to start a business, that's always the foundation. Like, let's get you to the place where you are already that person and all, all I have to do after that is teach you the tools, the strategies, and the tactics to, um, to be successful as that person. So um, I'm going to have to have you back on the show. There's a lot of stuff that we could talk about. Um, but I, I want to switch over, and there's a book we want to talk about too today. But the She Leads Network uh, mm-hmm. SheLeadsNetwork.com is a website that people can go to to learn more about it. Now, do I have to be in California to be a part of this? Can I do it virtually? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, she Leads Network is is a God inspired uh, vision uh, where I do truly believe that in this time and in the space that we are in society, that one there's clearly a lack of leadership uh, or leadership accountability, uh, morality you name it, and I do believe that this is a time where um, more and more people are coming into the awareness of their leadership ability, or part of my assignment is to help people come into the awareness of their leadership ability, their leadership authority, um, their sphere of influence. And so She Leads is really an incubator, if you will, or a community to help um, women who are either in leadership capacities now or aspire to be in a leadership capacity, um, really own and embody what that means so that we can all start to take accountability um, and not be in this place where uh, our dependent, like our, we're so dependent on others to, you know, to lead us. Um, I think that there are leaders in place for a particular reason, but I think as a, as a society and certainly as a nation, we've kind of um, abdicated our, our legal right to, to lead and to take authority in certain places. And so my role and my assignment in creating this is really to create the space, uh, training ground, if you will, uh, for those who know and feel called to lead, to equip them with the tools and the resources that they need uh, to be able to do so effectively in their spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so uh, I might know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, because it says she leads network, and I know that you you deal with a lot of women. Uh, is that because men are not a part of this process? Um, using myself as an example, it's probably way harder to coach a man than it is a woman because, well, pride and, you know, all the other things that men carry around with them. But do you coach men as well? I have. It's funny that you asked that. Uh, Initially, when I started, I was just like, I can coach anyone. I want to help the world. Um, But what I found, and and this is statistical, too, where, yes, I would get men that come to me or, you know, for advice, for strategy, but they were never my paying clients. All right. They were the uh, let me pick your brain. Let me let me see what you know, at least for me, my experience. Um, But yet the women who were drawn to me were always uh, ready to invest in themselves and ready to take that next level. It could just be because I'm a woman, um, I can relate, uh, but I, I haven't had trouble um, coaching males. It's just that they haven't really ever stepped up to say, okay, I'm going to invest in coaching with you. Yeah, I think when the Lord was talking about pride, he was talking to men specifically. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a tough act. I, I know just from 
at one point in time, I was working with entrepreneurs, self-employed, and running networking groups and, and just doing a little bit of coaching. And when I started to pay to be coached, the hardest part was stepping out of the way and allowing the coach to show me the way it works. It's different when you have that view from up top looking down versus the – I always call it it's easier to read the problem from the back seat than it is from the driver's seat. But it's mm-hmm. it's tough. Men just – I don't know. They don't seem to get there. And and the whole woman to man thing, it, it's, it's awkward. But I was curious, if a man wanted to get involved with your program – that's not a, no, I don't do that type of thing. He just needs to reach out to you and have conversation to see if he would be a fit for what you do. Is that correct? Absolutely. So she leads is, is just a, um, is the network that I'm building for uh, equipping women in leadership, but I serve, uh, I serve organizations and I, I coach um, men within those organizations as well. So um, I have, if you look under the leadership development on under SabineGideon.com, You'll see packages that I have, uh, the Courageous Leader, the Emerging Leaders, and those, those packages are really for anyone because I go into these organizations uh, really with the mindset and, you know, ready to serve whoever is on their leadership team. So, yes, so it's just that she leads is specifically for the women, but everything else that I do, um, I'm, I'm still open to everyone. That's awesome, and I hope the guys out there listening will take the opportunity just to contact uh, and, and and make the contact, and you know, just you know, I always say that uh, we God created us all equal, and we're all like superstars. It's just that we got to find that spot inside of us that will allow us to shine as a superstar. And most of the time, you know, it's either a life-threatening situation or someone that comes along and just at the right time can make that uh, scene where we see the opportunity to be better. I know uh, if you go to church and, you know, people say, well, you know, what's your passion, what's your purpose, everyone says, oh, I don't know, or I don't have a testimony. And I find that really hard to believe because I think everyone out there has the ability to be the best they can be at whatever it is they want to do. They just need someone like yourself to point it out to them and to remind them that the Lord did create us all equal. So just because someone is smarter and wiser than you at the time that's coaching you doesn't mean that you can't become as smart or smarter and wiser than the person teaching you. But you have to take that first step. Reading books are great, but uh, having someone to be accountable for, I know that when I have my weekly call, uh, I know that the day before I'm really making sure I got all my stuff done because I don't want to look like a fool. And if that's what it takes to get you to what you got to do, that's what you got to do. So how do you find your clients uh, as far as being prepared? Now, I know women are just way much better at this than men are. Uh, they're probably done the day after the call instead of waiting a week, uh, you know, waiting the six days before the seventh day call. But how do you find your women work with you? Uh, is that a, a, an issue? Are they slow uh uh, I don't want to say slow. That's not the right thing. Um, are they lackadaisical, or do they do they seem to be overachievers once they get moving? How does that work? Yeah, I, so naturally, I'm I'm drawn to, and, and they're drawn to me, like really ambitious, high achieving people. And so, whether they do it, you know, right after the call, or whether they do it, you know, 
15 minutes before the call, which is sometimes the case. They always get the work done. Um, but I also think that's, that's because as high-achieving, ambitious people, like we, we put a lot on our plate, right, uh, don't have, uh, excuse me, have trouble setting boundaries. And so that's usually if I see that the, the, the stuff is becoming overwhelming, then that creates an opportunity to, for me to coach them on time management or for me to coach them on uh, setting healthy boundaries uh, so that they can get the stuff done that they need to get done uh, versus always feeling, um, you know, busy and frantic but unproductive. Yeah. Yeah, I, you hit the nail right on the head where putting too much on your plate gives you great excuses for not being able to get done all the things you want to get done, but it makes you look like that you're such an overachiever. But at the end of the day, and at my age of 65, what I've learned that um, if you slow down a little bit, set those boundaries, and only do what is necessary to do in a day, life is easier, the schedule is easier, everything goes easier. I mean, it's just hard to explain mm-hmm. it, but I think as you go through life in certain ages, especially men, I think, as well, you know, we have to conquer it all, you know. And uh, I always say the man is the head of his household, but it has nothing to do with being in charge. It's all by example. And I think that if you're a, 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 an entrepreneur or an executive or just an employee, it's all based on the way people see what you do and how you do it, which will create the difference in things for everyone else. So how do you work with people that are putting so much on their plate? Like what's what's something simple that makes people aware of the fact that uh, their plate's overflowing and more stuff's falling on the floor than is getting used in a practical way? How How do you work with that? Yeah, that's a great question, and I um, I started writing uh, stuff down when you were talking about uh, the book uh, Eat the Frog and Self-Sabotage, and so very, very simple exercise, right? It's going to sound so simple, but it is, it, it is life-changing for me. So I'm the, I'm the type of person, or I was the type of person, and many of my clients are, right? You, you either start the, or you end the night with, like, a list of all the things that you want to do, or you start your morning and you write out the list. Like, I, I love crossing things off lists. And so I realized uh, after a while that, like, yes, I was crossing things off lists, but I I didn't feel like I was moving anywhere. So shifting gears, now there's, you know, they say that you shouldn't have more than three priorities in a day because any more than that, it's really overwhelming. So if you can imagine creating a list, right, or getting your piece of paper or your journal, whatever you have, and you write three must do items. Only three, no more than that, and no more sub items. So if you're an entrepreneur, right, the model might look like uh, one revenue generating item, one uh, either content or customer related task that you need to get done, and then a personal task. And then you go in and you decide, okay, well, how long is it going to take me? Like if it's, you know, sending out emails, or if it's, you know, processing sales, whatever it is for the revenue generating item, how long is that going to take you to do? Is that two hours? Okay, bam, two hours of my day revenue. For the content, if you're on social media or if you're, you know, doing customer uh, service or whatever the case, it's client-focused. That second block is client-focused. How long will it take you to get that done? Okay, now you write that down. 
and then something personal, right? Because we, we, even as entrepreneurs or executives, we still have bills to pay. We have laundry to do. We have things to do. So how long is that going to take you? And so when you can look at your day, if it's going to take you two hours to do the revenue generating thing, maybe an hour on, um, on your client stuff and two hours to go grocery shopping and, and meal prepping and all that other stuff, that's already five hours. That's five hours in your day that's already taken away. And if you work a traditional eight-hour day or 10-hour day, that gives you a more realistic view of how much time you actually have left. So once you get those things done in those first five hours, then you can move to some of the ancillary things that are on your list. What I think all happens, and I've experienced it too, is that, you know, we underestimate how much time we have in a day and we underestimate how much capacity we have in our minds and our bodies to really take on a lot. And so when you prioritize the top three must-dos and then you put a time stamp on how much it's going to take, if I see that something, these three things are going to take five hours in a day, I'm not scheduling additional calls. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking on something that's going to take me five, six hours because then that means I'm working extra, you know, way more than I want to. So it's about planning, and it's not just about making that list, but it's really truly prioritizing that list and putting a time on that list so that you are very clear on what you can and cannot do so that you're not constantly stumbling over yourself or constantly feeling like you're in this rat race of busy but not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, it's a terrible spot to be in. It's just, a, it's just terrible. I mean, it's just you're not happy. It just kind of takes away – all the, all all the all the motivation to be better, and and I and I and I always say that's a, kind of a form of self sabotaging, and it's just because not because we're doing it on purpose. A lot of people do it not not knowing, just thinking, well, I got mm-hmm. all these things to do, and you know, women uh, women have it harder than men. I mean, they have the children, and you know, all these different things going on there, and. And they got to take care of the husband because that's another child in the family. So there's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff going on there, you know. And so to, I, I wrote this down that the two items per day plus one personal item a day is really good because five hours can turn into nine very easily, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. because there's the unexpected part of day called life, you know. So that, that's really good, good information. We're kind of running out of time, but I want to make sure that we – just talk about something I just posted up on Facebook where people can get their copy of Transformed, The Journey to Becoming. And mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about that. And is it – so I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to go back to the uh, website. Is it something that uh, people can buy off your site? Do they need to go to Amazon to get it? Uh, do they yeah, just need so to type is- in – I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you can go to my website, SabineGideon.com, and you will see it there. The link actually takes you right to Amazon. So you can either go to Amazon directly or through my website um, to purchase your copy on either uh, paperback or Kindle. Okay, very cool. And so um, what, what I want to know about is can you tell us a little bit about the book and what made you write it? Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with what made me write it. I was, um, I started writing a book around entrepreneurship, uh, leaving corporate America to start, um, to start your business based on everything that I had learned. Um, 
And I had done the introduction, I did the outline, and I heard Holy Spirit say, you need to write the other book. And my response was, I don't have another book. This is all I got. And uh, the response that came back to me was, you need to write your story. So it wasn't something that I planned. Uh, I went on a seven-day fast, um, and during that fast is when um, I started to write the book. And so basically every day of the fast, um, I'd write, you know, parts of the book or if I needed to take a break just because it was so emotionally, um, uh, I don't know, draining, if you will, uh, I'd take a day in between. And so, you know, through this fast and, and through just kind of listening and being obedient, I was able to write the first full draft within, the, uh, within 10 days. Uh, this was back in 2019. I was not going to release the book uh, because the book shares a lot of personal details around uh, trauma, childhood trauma, sexual abuse, all these things that I had never shared with anyone, um, you know, in, in all these years, let alone, you know, was prepared to share it publicly. But I knew in my heart and I knew in my spirit that this was, this was an assignment and that it wasn't about me and that I needed to be obedient. And so I released the book at the top of 2020. And, you know, in the book, I detail not just the childhood, but really it starts at the, at the moment where I met God, uh, to be quite honest. Um, I'd grown up, you know, Catholic and, and had somewhat of a belief or understanding of God, but I still had questions and I still had doubts. Um, and I had gotten to this place where I was deeply uh, depressed and suicidal uh, to the point where I had planned out my, um, my exit from the world. And the night before, I decided to have a conversation with God. Um, you know, after I finished yelling and crying, I asked him for two things. I asked him for confirmation that he was real and for confirmation that I had a purpose. And in that moment, I felt <laughs> arms of God wrap himself around me, and I had an encounter with God that forever changed my life. And so the next day, I woke up off the floor with, you know, a newfound understanding that, yes, he is real, and yes, I have a purpose. And my journey these last 14 years has been, you know, based on that encounter and with the desire to really fully understand and know God uh, personally, as well as know my purpose and live it out. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. I, 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 uh, I, I think that everyone should write their story in a book, uh, at least on a napkin. Get it out. I mean, because I found that when, when I got that story out, as, as, as ashamed of it as I was, it, it was like uh, it was healing. It, it, it kind of cured some things. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's just so important to be able to leave something behind that someone in your family down along the legacy. I mean, you can do that ancestry.com thing all you want, but this is something that the story hasn't changed. It was written by the person in your family. So you will leave a legacy as you go. And mm -hmm. people who come along and, and work with you will know that uh, you're, you're not just hiding behind the word coach. You are definitely uh, the definition of a coach because you explained your story in detail. So hats off to you for that. I really admire people who will really write out what happened in their life and, and explain how God, um, as you put it, wrapped his arms around you. And I know that we go through things, uh, you know, uh, that are life-threatening that change us. 
and I know that there's someone in charge of that 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 uh, navigation. I think God puts us in places that we have to be so that we will understand his power and the power he's given mm-hmm. us. So I think that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Now, my second question for the book always is, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm aiming for uh, next year. I actually just did a 21-day fast, the longest fast that I've done um, without food. And I was just like, hey, who knows? There might be a, a book that comes out of this uh, fast too, but that, that wasn't the case. Um, so when I, when I feel led, uh, when I feel led for sure, um, there will be another book. I, I have it on my, my plan or my goal thing for 2023. Uh, not sure where, where he'll take me with it, but I'm open and I'll be obedient when it's time. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll probably went over the time, but it doesn't matter. It was a great interview. I'm always super excited to get to meet. You know, to me, it's all about building relationships and, and, and learning other people's journeys so that, you know, you can look back in the mirror and know that you're, you're not far off. You're okay. You can, you can make it. You just have to keep going, put one foot in front of the other, and one day God will come and wrap his arms around you, and you'll have the opportunity to be the best you you could be. Now, as far as how long that lasts, well, that's up to the individual. I find with myself, I'm on and off and on and off, but thank God God made me as an imperfect person. So um, mm-hmm. uh, what I'd like to do, I ask this to every guest I have, is um, one piece of advice uh, that you could leave for the year 2021 that people need to to take into consideration that might be helpful for them to get into well, to get out of this 21 year of the whole COVID thing and everything, but what's a piece of advice that you could leave for someone today that might help them get through the rest of this year? Yeah. Um, so it's like a twofer wrapped in one. Um, so one of the, one of the biggest things that helped me uh, get out of that dark pit that I was in was obviously that encounter with God, but it was the day to day um the day-to-day activity that, that really uh, propelled my growth, if you will. And when I mean day-to-day activity, that was the, you know, speaking the word over myself. Um, so when the enemy was coming in or whispering, you know, all this negativity of all the things that I wasn't and all that other stuff that, that led me to that place, I countered that with the word of God. Um, I countered that with the truth about who he said I was or who he said I am. And so, you know, when it comes to our mind, that's the battlefield, right? Where we are today, whatever we are experiencing today, good, bad, or indifferent, and it doesn't mean that you created it, but for the most part, like, you're, you're the power, whether you've let go or surrendered your power to um, other forces or whatever the case may be, we have the power, we have the ability, we have the authority to create the lives that we want. So if where you are today is not where you want to be and and it's living beneath where you know that God has created you to be, you have to first make a decision. That's the first step. Make a decision that this is not where you want to be, this is not where you want to stay, that this may be your reality, but it's not your truth. And then do the work daily. Uh, You know, get in the word, uh, declare affirmations, right? I was declaring stuff and I didn't even know they were affirmations. I, I learned that when I started coaching, right? Uh, declare the affirmations uh, over yourself. 
Uh, get yourself around people who are supportive, um, who can lift you up, people who will pull you into your destiny and not, not keep you where you are in that particular pit. Um, you know, life, life is, needs to be intentional. We, we can't just um, continue to go on day to day to day in these normal routines and expect to, you know, live abundantly and, and all of this other stuff that, that is available to us but we're not experiencing. So I guess the easiest thing that I can say is be an active participant in your life. Uh, you know, co-create the life that you want with God by showing up and doing the work that you need to do daily. And some of that is actual, you know, physical work and physical labor. But the hardest work that you're going to have to do is to reprogram your mind. You know, the word says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That, that is a powerful verse right there because when you can transform your mind, you can transform your life. I love that. Be an active participant in your life. That says it right there. That's awesome. Wrote it down. And people, if you're listening, take, take a chance and try that. Be an active participant in your life. It's, it's easy to understand. All you have to do is participate. And one of the ways might be to reach out to, Breen, to, to Sabrine and at sabrinegideon.com. Um, check her out on social media. Uh, check out the shenetwork.com. And most of all, more importantly, go to Amazon, buy the book, Transform, Transformed, The Journey to Becoming. Uh, I know that the women out there will be a lot more relatable to these stories because, you know, men are secret agents with their stories. But if you're out there <laughs> listening and you're wondering how important your story is, read hers and you'll see the value in it because man or woman when you hear someone's testimony, you might be able to hide back the, the tears or the emotions, but you will feel it. I, I guarantee it. So, Sabrina, thank you for being with us here today. I'm going to ask you to come back on the show again. There's more I want to talk about with you, but most importantly, I'm absolutely. just thankful that you took time out today to spend with us. Oh, absolutely. And thank you, Tonya. It's been such an honor to be here and to share with you on this platform. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And we're going to take a real short break, folks. And I, I'm uh, running a little over, but i got to play one more commercial, and then we're going to wrap up the show. So remember, be an active participant in your life. I like that. That's awesome. And we're just going to play this. Uh, Do you know a family fighting right cancer? Back. The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day -day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. All right, there you have it. Just uh, make sure if you do anything right today, just just do do me one favor. Write this down. Be an active participant in your life. I think that's just. I, I love that. It's simple. It's easy, and we can all do it. All we have to do is take a step out there, folks. I apologize for wrapping up quickly. Usually, we get into a little bit of, uh, of more about what the guest was talking about, but you know, remember there's. Uh, two things everyone thinks about. What's in it for them? 
okay? And how can I be better? Well, we gave you an opportunity today to learn that, and uh, all you have to do is go to Sabine, and I'm going to spell this out for you, S-A-B-I-N-E-G-E-D-E-O-N.com, sorry, S-A-B-I-N-E-G-E-D-E-O-N.com. Connect with her. Look her up on social media, at least uh, uh, by the book. Okay, you can find it on Amazon. That's our show for today, and I look forward to next week with another special guest. But make sure, if you do anything today, I, I'm just going to be repetitive on this, be an active participant in your life. God bless, and everybody have a great week. You have been listening to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. A special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.